gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 13th. Episode number 24, I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly, the, uh, I guess, Yakuza edition of Horror Party? The gory edition of <laughs> The gory edition, yeah, this is a very gory movie. Uh, we'll get more into this later on, but uh, we are going to do the podcast, episode number 25, early next week. We're uh, talking Monday, because that was the only time we got to secure our good friend Rob from Straight, Straight Chilling, Chilling Podcast. podcast. Right. The best of the worst. Uh, while you're listening to this, why don't you give some thought to your favorite best of the worst horror movie and uh, tell us on Facebook. You might match up with our list and we've got a pretty darn good list <laughs> I think up. it's a good, yeah, you, you put together a really good list. Rob helped us refine it a little bit and we're going to get it uh, just tweaked finally uh, this, this week and have it ready to go for next week. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think we're going to narrow it down to about five because I think this is, that's going to be mm-hmm. a longer podcast. Yeah, it, it will be a little bit longer. But um, yeah, we can we can do about five in the time we usually do our do our podcast. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. So we've only gone a couple of days. What do we have in horror movie news? Uh, not a whole lot. Scary stories telling Dark made more money than anticipated last week. Uh, made over $20 million in its first weekend. Rumors of a sequel already floating. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Child's Play, new remake we just talked about, getting home video on demand released on September 10th and Blu-ray on September 24th. Uh, there'll be some bonus features, none of which look all that exciting. Uh, I, I don't know how often you really watch those anyway. Uh, <laughs> even deleted scenes are usually a pretty big letdown, in yeah. my opinion. That's a probably a reason they've been deleted. Uh, there's like, I don't know, making a child's play and some kind of claymations. I don't know. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Probably not going to spring for this one. Just want to let you know about it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, the straight chilling guys, did this one. Yes, I know they, they did. did that. Uh, I think it's kind of a kaiju movie, not a real horror movie. But um, I don't know. That, I, that it, comes out in video August 27th. It kind of, I see, I think we could have a discussion about that because mm-hmm. to me, there are frightening elements to it. Sure. And, it and it's, uh-huh. and, you know, you can make the same argument with a movie like silence of the lambs like a thriller but it's still yeah. got those horror elements to it well and we'll have to talk about today's movie too i'm not sure how much of a horror movie it is maybe we can argue about that um of course it chapter two really big horror movie coming out in the theater next on september 6th i believe uh didn't see a release for midsummer which is the one i'm really excited to see on video oh gosh so, i want to see that so bad so i'm hoping it comes out soon they usually come out what about 90 days uh or so after they're released in the theater for a small one like that, I think. Yeah, uh, so. it didn't do too bad, and it's just getting no. a lot of great reviews. Yeah, I'm really excited seeing, like I said, it left our theater before I could check it out. So I'm waiting to see that one. Hopefully we get to see it uh, before uh, Halloween. Uh, Sarah and I do this thing, like, my birthday is at the end of August, and uh, after that, we all, we all we do is watch horror movies until Halloween. So I don't watch any other kind of movies, and that's pretty much what I always watch anyway. But but you got a really job go now. You're going to have so, to be watching well, horror movies exactly. 24/7, I really get into horror movies during the, those two months in September and uh, in September and October. So. Um, if I want to watch like an action movie or something, I just wait until after October. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I hope it comes out in in time for for Halloween because I'm excited to see Midsummer. All right, uh, horror movie trivia. I've got one. Actually. Okay, uh, it's keeping with the J horror, the Japanese horror. What was mm-hmm. the first Japanese horror movie remade in America? Mm. Very recent. Well, not very recent, but in the past twenty years. Really? Yes. Mm, Ringu. 
Ding, 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 ding. Really? Very good. Yeah, no Ringu was actually made in 1998. The Ring was made in 2002. And then you just got this whole list of Japanese horror movies yeah. that were remade. Uh, Juan, which is The Grudge. The Grudge, right. Um, my favorite. One Missed Call, Shudder. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was just so many other ones, but it just became, that that was the genre at the time, you know, remaking yeah, these the, Japanese the, horror movies. In the early 2000s, they really did that a lot. That was the first one they ever did? Yeah. Really? According wow, to the internet, and the internet never lies. That's correct. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I got one. Uh, Ichi the Killer, which we're going to talk about today. Yes, Probably Takashi Miike's second most famous movie. I think it's a little suspect as a horror movie, too, but we'll talk about that. His most famous 1999 film consider, uh, concerns a widower who sets up fake interviews to find a new mate. What is the name oh, of that? Oh, gosh. That one's way too easy. Yeah, and I'll tell you, hey, before I get to the answer, uh-huh. to me, it was one of my favorite slow burn movies. Really? Okay. Because it went okay. very slow, and then when it picked up, my goodness, it was 1999's yep. Audition. That is correct. I have not seen it. Really? I seen Audition. No. Well, maybe we should do that one sometime soon. I would uh, love to do I that. I, I would love to watch it again, but it's like, it, it's one of those, yeah. Takashi Miike has this kind of, you know, he's got this really psychological and he's not afraid of the gore. No, no, no that's true. Uh, yeah, Ichi the Killer, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I'm ready for another Takashi Miike uh, movie for a while. This, uh, yeah, uh, Audition's just... tame compared to that. They're, okay. But they're, they're all... God, I don't even want to ruin it for you. But there, there are scenes that will make you cringe. Sure. Uh-huh. So, And maybe there would have been an Ichi, too. I might just be desensitized. I don't know. Um, let's talk about this movie. It's 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 interesting. And before we get into it, mm-hmm. I will oh, do a spoiler alert, because we yeah. are going to talk to the mm-hmm. talk about this movie in its entirety. So yep. if you are planning on seeing Ichi the Killer, which, by the way, is on Shudder, uh, make sure you pause the podcast right now. Go watch it for two hours and four minutes, I think it was come back and listen to what we have to say about it. So, Andy, what is the synopsis, <laughs> the synopsis of the 2001 right. Ichi well, the Killer? Okay, I don't know, really. This is going to be tough for me, because I'll tell you what I think it's about, I guess, because I, I had a tough time figuring out this movie and understanding what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I mean... I don't know. I watch a, I watch a lot of Japanese movies, so I don't, I don't. Next to horror, like ninja movies, are some of my favorite movies. I could sure. do a ninja movie podcast too. Uh, I like kaiju movies. Um, big fan of the Ultraman series. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh, it's like a Japanese series for like it was started in the '60s. It's this guy who fights kaiju. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like this oh, kind big, of like a Voltron type. Yeah, thing. he's he's okay. kind of like that. Yeah, so. Uh, loved the Street Fighters movies with Sonny Chiba. Uh, those are uh, a big fan of those. Uh, that are, they're a little bit like this. I think they're very gory, very violent. You know, mm. uh, I, I know some. I actually know some Japanese language, uh, both written and spoken, uh, and I can understand a little bit of the, some of the simpler stuff that's written in, in, that I see. Well, look at you, uh, Mister Fancy. But pants. well, yeah. But this movie made no sense to me. Oh, yeah. I just I didn't understand what was going on. It was like a collection of scenes, and I couldn't understand how they were linked. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. This is what I think happened in each of the killers. So, movie starts out with a pimp beating up a hooker, and some guy is watching outside. Pleasures himself into the pimp's plant. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> then, That's how it begins. <laughs> then there's like this industrial cleaning crew waiting outside of the building. They keep talking about Ichi. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they go in this room and it, it looks like someone has been run through a blender with a lid off inside of it. Like if you've ever seen Dead Alive, this is exactly right. what this apartment looks like. Right. So we don't see that happen, but they go in and um, they actually clean it up totally. 
I completely spotless. clean up the spotless. Yep. Yeah. Can't tell anything happened. Then some Yakuza come in and contemplate whether this Yakuza boss, Anjo, uh, who lived here, is actually dead or if he's he's la- escaped with like three million yen. Right. Um, then the rest of the film, there's this guy wearing like a, a motorcycle racing suit with like a baseball catcher's armor, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and a big lighted number one on the back, which is the Japanese word for, uh, which Ichi is the Japanese word for number one. Uh, there's this guy like egging him on to kill a bunch of Yakuza using this guilt he has from this other incident where he saw this girl getting raped and stood by and did nothing. Then there's this other guy who has like a bunch of scars on his face. Uh, his name is Ka- Kakahara. Yes. Uh, let's see here. It is uh, Asano. I, let's just go by Asano because okay. he's the sadomasochistic enforcer. Yes. Right, so it's right. Asano. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of a masochist than a sadist. He he likes pain. Yeah. Um, okay. Before you get more into okay. this, mm-hmm. that is the first part that's a big problem because if you look at any of the posters or, mm-hmm. or you re- watch any of the trailers, you think... This Asano character, he has bleach blonde hair, he's got scars, he's got mm-hmm. uh, piercings in his cheek. Um, you think that's Ichi, mm-hmm. Ichi, the killer. Right, And right. I was, yeah, I was way out. And it took me till probably 20 minutes into the movie to realize that's not the case. That guy's name is Asano? Uh, his last name, I think. Oh, is it? I got Kakihara. Oh, I'm sorry. That that that's his uh, real name. Sorry. Oh, all right. So, yeah, his name in the Kahari. movie is... That's right, that's right. Kakahara, I think. Kakahara. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's supposed to be like a, uh, more of a masochist, but he obviously does like inflicting pain on people too. Um, Ichie, let's see, the guy egging Ichie on tells him that another boss is responsible for killing this first Yakuza boss. So this masochist guy spends, uh, oh, uh, so yeah, that guy, the guy who uh, is egging Ichie on, tells this Kakihara guy that this guy named Suzuki is the one who may have killed Anjo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kakahara uh, suspends this guy from hooks while he's making some tempura shrimp, <laughs> and, uh, which is uh, fried shrimp. So yeah, it's deep yeah. fried shrimp. If you, if you don't go to sushi, yet, did. I mean, I love tempura shrimp. Uh, if you don't go to sushi restaurants, you might not know that. So Anjo is actually the boss of this right. Yakuza. It's a syndicate. So there, there's a bunch of different Yakuza gangs, and they're all they form a syndicate, and basically this Anjo disappears or he's murdered or you don't really know there's kind of that mystery to it at the time they don't well we know that he's dead absolutely we know that he's been like totally slaughtered but uh they don't and uh so that they they think maybe the suzuki guy they've uh, been told the suzuki guy is maybe somehow involved suspend him from some hooks which i've seen this before people actually do this all that and saw some some people yeah some people actually like to do that um but uh (laughs) He then uh, pours the boiling tempura oil on this guy to torture the answer out of him. Of course, he doesn't have an answer because Ichie has slaughtered this guy. And uh, then uh, he, they they find out that uh, you know that he was probably wrong. Uh, Kakihara cuts his tongue, off, the front of his tongue off, as a penance for that. Uh, when they're 
they're they're telling him that I, one of the things if you watch Yakuza movies, movies that they'll do for penance if they do something that the Yakuza is upset about is cut off their finger. So you'll see some of these Yakuza guys that like don't have a pinky or mm-hmm. whatever. It's because they screwed up and then to get forgiveness, uh, they they'll chop off a finger. They're willing to make a sacrifice yes. for make to make amends. <laughs> and so they tell him this is not going to cut it. You can't just cut your finger off and expect us to forgive you for what you did to Suzuki here pouring, pouring this boiling oil because Suzuki spends the rest of the movie basically in bandages he's obviously injured pretty badly oh, for yeah. having boiling tempura oil poured on him kind of reminded me of dark man because he had he was yeah. all bandaged up yeah. and just kind of yeah he was he was kind of like that for the rest of the movie well uh Kakahara which I think he kind of enjoyed doing cuts the front of his tongue off yeah he takes a samurai sword and just <laughs> yeah, just slices it off uh it seems to really disturb a lot of the Yakuza's. I'm not so sure hardened Yakuza's would really think that was so crazy, but it did. And it seemed to... <laughs> well, the boss of the of the other gang is just freaking out. He, because he th- the, the Kakahara throws that piece of his yeah, tongue yeah. into his hand, and he's just like, like his hands are shaking. And then like his, his concierge, or whatever mm-hmm. you wanted to call it, just the, he's like turning green, and as soon as he leaves, right. he's like, blah. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie, Ichie kills like a hooker and some other people and more Yakuza. And there's this other Yakuza guy who was once a cop, but he lost his gun. So he got fired from being a cop. And then turns out the guy egging Ichi on may have implanted some of these memories of the rape he feels guilty about not doing anything about. And it sets up this showdown between Ichie, who I think is supposed to be like a sadist, right? Like he enjoys uh, like hurting people. It, 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 yeah, like, is that like right? He's like he's pre-programmed or he's been right. brainwashed to not want to do it, but he actually does right. like doing it. I guess. I guess right. I don't know. And then Kakahara, who's a masochist, uh, during he 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 tries to. One of the reasons that he's so upset about Anjo's death, Kakahara, is because nobody could. He says nobody could torture me like Anjo did. So he enjoyed. He relished the punishment that this Anjo dealt out to him. I right. guess, and nobody could do it. Uh, and they said like he was in lust with him or in love with him. And they and they made the point of saying, I mean, this is from two thousand one. They're like, you're not gay, but you like this. You know, you you really like the way this guy did this to you. you right. Know? And. Um, and uh, so he's he's obviously enjoys being tortured. He tries to have the uh, Anjo's girlfriend torture him, and that doesn't go well. No. She just doesn't do it well enough, or something. Uh, and at the beginning, where where you know they're they're trying to figure out what happened to Anjo, they go to this restaurant, and the girlfriend of Anjo's in there. I don't understand the point because there was some English being spoken, and and that's a question I have too. So there's a lot of this, this girl, and there's another girl that Ichie kills who is supposedly the victim of this rape that he's witnessed. Right. Uh, but we find out that never happened, I think, right? I mean, that never happened, I, correct? Uh, apparently, he, yeah. That was an implanted memory by this guy who's egging him on to kill these Yakuza and who, you know, plants him misinformation about Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, and she speaks English too, so I don't, and it, you know, it's never really, and they seem to comprehend it. They yeah. seem to understand everything that they say, so I don't know. I don't know. 
There's yeah. It's how no, well? I don't think English is is uh, comprehended that well in Japan. I wouldn't you can think just, so. I mean, <laughs> Japanese pretty pretty right. exclusive in it's Japan. Pretty exclusive. So, so and I think this girlfriend also speaks some Chinese too. So she's speaking like three languages, which all these people seem to understand. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on there either. But it sets up this showdown between Kakahara and Ichie, and Kakahara is really looking forward to this because he feels like like Ichie is really going to deal him some pain. Right. Like, well, that's exactly right. So when you brought up that that Anjo was was the ultimate pain giver right, right. you know he he actually had uh Kakahara had a respect yeah you know towards three quarters of the way through the movie and really wants to have this final showdown with Ichie because he knows right. that what's going to happen he feels like he is going to have the ultimate pain from Ichie and I guess this is going to fulfill him and there's also some kind of there's a lot of sexual undertones in this movie. There is. You know, that, uh, very, very and it seems like Ichie is not uh, fulfilled, let's just say. Yeah. Uh, he is not able to be fulfilled. And it seems like maybe this will satisfy him mm-hmm. by, uh, f- you know, being able to kill Kakahara just in this gruesome way uh, somehow is going to satisfy him well. What happens is this cop who lost his gun and they just allude to this over and over that, oh, you lost your gun. And, you you know, they make fun of him for, oh, there's the cop that lost his gun. Yeah, you that's know, right. Because he, he becomes like one of the right. henchmen. For the, for he, he's one of the. So he loses his job as a cop. And I guess your only other option when you when you lose your job as a cop in Japan is to become Yakuza. Right. Uh, <laughs> you got all the trade, I guess. Hey. And it seemed like there was other Yakuza. Like there was a guy who said he was a detective or something, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys that had the like little stuffed animals on their hats. Oh, the furries. The, yeah. What they, are, they were like the little Pokemon yeah, guys. Yeah, that, those uh, guys. That, well, the, those were the cops, the, the twin cops that, that okay. were... That, oh, so those were, were actually cops. Yeah, they were the dirty cops. Oh, oh they were dirty cops. Yeah, yeah. okay. So the dirty cops are working in the Yakuza. But it seems like there's a lot of, um, you know, Detective. kind of uh, where, where the police and the Yakuza kind of blend together there. Um, so he, the guy that lost the gun, he uh, actually catches up to, to Ichie at the end, shoots him in the legs. Uh, Ichie kills him. And then the mass, he's just too injured to do anything to this Kakahara guy. Mm-hmm. So this Kakahara imagines being killed by, like fantasizes about being killed by Ichie, mm-hmm. but actually jumps off of a, a balcony and kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, that's basically the movie. And like I said, I just, I didn't get a whole lot of this. And and I don't think it's that I don't understand. I felt like, okay, I, I also felt a little bit like this after the whaling. Okay. I didn't really get the whaling as, as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. But then when I read about the whaling and what I, I should have read like the synopsis first, right. I was like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's really cool. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll talk about the whaling some other day. Maybe I don't think we've I ever think done we that. Should, uh, that. That's one we should do a podcast yeah, on also. Sure, because sure. I think, I think we can get 40 minutes. So I, I kind of didn't get the whaling when I first, when I first saw it, but I, I read about it and I'm like, oh yeah, well, that's really cool. Well, I tried to do that. I read like a synopsis. So this is still didn't make any sense to right. me. I just, I didn't get it. And I don't, like I said, I, I love a lot of Japanese movies. Seven Samurai, Juan, uh, Battle Royale. I love these movies. So, and I, I don't, so I don't think it's that I don't get Japanese culture. I'm too Western to understand them. I just didn't, I don't think I get Takashi Miike. Well, see, I liked Audition and I, I think you'll enjoy that too. Okay. But I, again, it, it takes a long, it has a long buildup. Um, you know, we talked off uh, uh, before the podcast. Now, you said that you got bored at times. I was a little bored by it. Yeah, I was like, "What's going on here?" I don't. I, this yeah. it seems like a bunch of scenes stitched together. And I was like, "What's going on now?" I don't. 
here's here's what here's my experience with Ichi the Killer. I watched mm-hmm. it maybe a decade ago. So, okay. you know, this, you know, came out in 2001, yes. you know, wa- watched it 10 years after it came out, right? So, I liked it because it was it, it was gory, overly gory, but but getting more into horror movies and, and trying to be more thoughtful about it and give some, you know, be able to have a good discussion about it. Right. You're absolutely right. There was I, I realized to myself halfway through the movie, I just need to let my brain go yeah. and just enjoy the ride. Don't try to figure this out. I mean, I can't... The synopsis you just gave is perfect yeah. because it was all over the map. I mean, the movie's two hours and four minutes long. Mm-hmm. And you notice with a lot of the Asian horror movies that they, they go long. Yeah, Wailing, is three, them, Wailing is three hours long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, But you... you you kind of invest in it and you're not trying to figure everything out. You're, you're, you're kind of following along and there are slow times, but you know, those are necessary. Like some of those scenes are necessary and, and for any movie. You could say, well, you could have cut that out, Yeah. but you know, going back to the example of the whaling, it, there was a lot of necessary scenes and it's up to your imagination of how mm. you fill those gaps. And there was no gap filling here because it was all over the place. Yeah. It went and- from this story to this story. Uh, there was a guy that was one of the cleaners that got uh, he got a facelift or something. Or he had yeah, that's surgery right. Yeah, I mean, there's parts of this I haven't even talked about in my synopsis because I just uh, yeah, that's right. He was like in the TV or whatever. Yeah, he was uh, not being tortured, but he was just yeah, like, he was like a junkie. Yeah, he was and, he was being subdued, and they put yeah. a TV over his head. But people didn't right. recognize him because he See, got a facelift. You ever read Heavy Metal magazine? You ever hear, hear of that? Uh-uh. It's like, okay, so it's like, a, so you, you ever read any manga? No. Okay, so Heavy Metal Magazine is like this uh, fantasy art magazine. It's like a comic magazine, oh, like- and it's it's got really like violent and sexual imagery in it, sure. but it's got these clips of it a lot of times. Like it doesn't have the entire story. Like it'll show a little bit of what's going on. And I, I got the feeling like I was reading heavy metal magazine because it was like you you get this view of this like really violent really sexual scene or something you know Mm -hmm. and you don't get any context beyond that you don't you don't have the whole story there and that's how i felt about watching ichi the killer it was like i'm seeing these scenes there's real there's this is really violent this this is strangely sexual you know (laughs) what what part of the story is this i oh what is this guy doing you know it's like i was watching different scenes that i didn't have the complete picture of or somehow didn't comprehend them yeah and you're right there was a lot of sadomasochism throughout the movie and it wasn't just the characters um you know let's go back to the uh one of the bosses uh the guy that was beating up the hooker yeah am i wrong did she enjoy that well i I didn't quite understand that either because it was like the first kill that you see on it yeah i mean and again you brought this up off air it's very cartoony yeah the, um, yeah, like the, one of the, the violence is kills, very cartoony. Yeah, right? for the, one of the first kills from Ichi that you see is he's got these blades in his boots, and he he does this like big high kick, and then comes down and cuts all the way through the boss. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was this conversation, and maybe I just wasn't following along enough, but it almost seemed like the girl, the woman, like enjoyed that. She's like, "Who's going to beat me up now?" And he's like, "I'll," because they had they had a scene before they were in a bar and having some sort of conversation about about getting beat up. And, you know, she was like, who's going to beat me up now? And I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. He like rescued her, her from this pimp who's yeah. beating her up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's like a pimp was. who is it's like a pimp or whatever. And 
Yeah, I I didn't quite. And then she, but she like, she then like he ends up killing her because she like, the then somehow objects to that or something, doesn't she? I yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. I mean, didn't, I watched this a couple of weeks ago, and and yeah. it's. It, I think if you really, really are into a movie and it's not jumping around, it's almost like Brightburn. You you remember these bits and pieces of it, and you're just like, okay. And and you know, it that was one of the scenes where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to follow along. I'm mm-hmm. trying to follow along. And again, halfway through the movie or almost three quarters of the way of the movie, I'm just like, forget it. I'm not going to follow along anymore. I'm just going right. to enjoy the ride. So you know what might help in this movie is if you actually read them because this is based on a manga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you actually read the manga, maybe you because I felt um, I did I hated the movie The Watchmen, which a lot of people loved. They they like just loved this movie, right? If you remember that one? It's like about superheroes. Oh, it's like, like a wanna be superheroes. Yeah, oh, like fi- Hap- ten, Doctor Manhattan. Or yes, something? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I hated like that, that movie. Yeah, I I, just, like I detested it. I'm I'm sitting there for three hours. It, just, it was just it, it was like an ordeal for me to go through. And, and I talked to people who loved the movie and I was like, you know, I don't understand why you like, I'm like, did you read the comic book? And, and they all said yes. Okay. And I never read the Watchmen comic book. Okay. So I wonder if you read the manga, if this would like be more coherent and you'd be like, oh, well that's, you know, it's so-and-so and this is what their motivation is. Uh, you know what I mean? And what I'm saying, yeah. I, I think it, it, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's uh, more it's it's easier to comprehend if if you've actually read the the book and and you have to in this instance to really get what's going on i and, don't know and maybe i i don't think that was the point of it i mean takashi miike actually i mean i think the dude's a good filmmaker because oh, i love i yeah. love the audition yeah no i think the, I, I think maybe you're right though because cuz what it's Maybe you're a fan of these things, yeah. and, and you read the manga. Is that what it's called, the manga? Yeah, a manga is like a Japanese comic book. Okay, yeah. so so like you a, read that, but you're a fan of it, and mm-hmm. you know it's like people are, that are a fan of the Watchmen or people that are a fan of of Spider-Man. And I'm sorry, that's an apples and oranges comparison right. because what Holly did, Hollywood did with Marvel is just kind of, I I never read comic books, but I like those movies or at least a couple of them. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's for those hardcore fans of of reading this and being able to see it translated, that comic or the graphic comic or whatever you want to call it, onto the screen. Yeah. Um, when I let go, I had a lot more fun with it. Okay. When I just said I, I'm gonna stop following this, because uh, <laughs> then I got I got the laughs and then you know the fight scenes. It was bloody as hell, Andy. I mean, it yeah. was it was, and it well, was comical. Yeah, and like you said, the violence was kind of cartoonish. I wasn't really moved by the violence of it. No, at all. Uh, like I, you know, like uh, Serbian film and uh, Martyrs and some of these other movies that we watched that were ultra violent. You I know? don't watch uh, Serbian film. But yeah, yeah, that's right. You have, that I watched <laughs> that, that were watched. ultra. Thank violent. you for that, by the yeah, way. You're welcome. You don't have to watch that. I'm Just good. listen. Go back and listen to the podcast <laughs> about it. But. Uh, when, when you when I watched these like those movies, it, it was really kind of like it, the violence was impactful oh, yeah. and and moving and like you know you thought about it. Mm-hmm. But this was just uh, kind of like I said cartoonish. There there was that one scene where Ichi was supposed to be killing out that whole group of yakuza. It was like some CGI blood spraying around, and then it cuts to a bunch of body parts. Yeah, you know it shows all the body. It shows basically the aftermath. They did they did have one really cool part in that scene is where the guy's got it the guy cut got his face cut off and it's sliding down the yeah, wall. yeah the, the face is sliding down the wall yeah I, I agree okay so that yeah that, that i'll give you that one yeah. um 
there there's a lot of these like and I don't know this is this is not this is normal thing for like samurai films I've seen this before with with the arterial spray coming out of the oh, neck sure. like I was uh, and I think like um Quentin Tarantino tried to pay homage to that and kill Bill didn't he like with that battle in the house Man. of the blue lotus when he when yeah. um, uh what's her, what's her name again uh the uh uh, Beatrix Kiddo. Yeah. Uma Thurman. But no, I'm not talking about Uma Thurman. I'm talking about the uh, the Asian actress. Oh, that, Lucy uh, Liu? Lucy Liu. Yeah. When, when she gets her, it doesn't, isn't there a lot of arterial spray for that too in that scene? I think he tried to like kind of pay her. No, yeah, I and, thought she got her scalp. Nah, she got her top, top of her head. Yeah, yeah she got scalp. That's right. Anyway, I thought he, he tried to do that in, in Kill Bill somewhere. but I um, could see that. I mean, I guess I'd have to go but, back and watch that scene, but it I've was. I've seen this in, in, in like uh, samurai movies and some ninja movies and stuff from japan where they like it looks like they struck red oil or something like that just like, <laughs> like a geyser of blood spraying out of their neck uh when they're when they get hit in the um in the carotid artery or, or get their get decapitated so um <laughs> no that's i've seen that before but ultimately i i just like it, i didn't find it to be if it was going to be an action film, it should have had more martial arts and and little more choreographed violence. I think it, it really we saw, and maybe that was what he, like I I heard like most of these ultra violent films when you when they talk to the director about why he made this film, you know he says something about well I was trying to make a uh, statement about violence. You know the guy who who directed. Uh, um, uh, Serbian film said the same thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I'm trying to make it a statement." It was a social commentary. Yeah, it was a social commentary about in violence. The Yugoslavian what? war, right? Whatever, man. You know, I mean, you're trying to make a violent film, and yeah. there's some. Uh, I think we uh, we enjoy violent films for the most part. Horror mm-hmm. movie aficionados do like them, and, there, and I and I like them. There's nothing wrong with gore. I mean, and there were some fun fun scenes, I, I suppose. You know, sure. there, there was. But there was a the lot. face thing, the face coming down the wall. That was cool. I, oh. I, that, that was good gore. You yeah. know, that was a, a effective. I agree with that. But like for the most part, it, it just wasn't. Uh, there's other really violent action movies, uh, and that is where I like to see violence. Uh, next to my horror movies is, is in action movies. I, there's something about like you know this uh, you know a really good violent action scene that I enjoy. I like the fourth Rambo movie a lot because of that. Like Kill Bill is kind of like that. I, th- I would call Kill Bill kind of an action movie. First Robocop, super violent action movie. Oh, yeah, without a you doubt. Know, great. Total you know? Recall. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Total Recall. Very violent action movie, too. I, I like a lot of those movies. Um, but maybe it's trying to, and, and like I said, maybe he's, he's trying to say something about violence, and that's why it's not something like more choreographed or, or artistic. But uh you know, maybe and maybe it's because this is film was from 2001, right? I mean, it's been almost 20 years now. We've seen movies like this was before Human Centipede and Serbian film, which I keep talking about. Well, and, I, I, I get a vibe. I get a vibe that, um, um, you know, there there aren't the restrictions in in Asian horror movies like the whole the whole area of Asia from China to Korea to sure. to Japan. Mm-hmm. So I think they were very innovative. And and again. You know, it's movies like this that kind of got a kickstart that that created a whole genre for American horror movies. And they've been doing this for a mm-hmm. long time, you know, very psychological, uh, even even very gory. Yeah. You know, things like that. Well, Audition sure. from 99. Yeah. Not gory all the way well, going, through. Going back to like, if you watch some of these Kung Fu movies, like Chinese Hong Kong Kung Fu movies from the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. Five Element Ninjas and some of these other movies, they're very, very violent, yeah. you know? Well, so, I've heard that and I've yeah. never seen them, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so for me, I, I, 
don't know. <laughs> Did we miss anything? I, I'll say well, a funny. I, yeah, I think I've got a few more things. Maybe I, I don't know. Like the the cop that lost his gun. Okay, so he he like kills that girl that the Yakuza was torturing. Yeah. Now is that the the girlfriend of Anjo? Who I didn't know who that was. First of all. No. Who were they in there torturing? Yeah, it was another girlfriend. It was, and that's okay. So that was somebody else. But yeah. he, he starts offering her water, right? Yeah. And then, like, she's too traumatized to answer, and he just stomps her to death. Yeah, well, just what was that about? Him. I don't know. <laughs> like, and he's ostensibly, like, a good guy in this film, right? Yeah, he's got, they, like, his... If you were going to pick some guy that wasn't, like, completely rotten yeah. to the core, and yeah. he was a cop that lost his job, he's just trying to make it... He's got a kid, he's right, got he's a got wife. A right. Mm-hmm. So, what was that about? What was he doing? I didn't, I, I, is I he just know. swept up in the violence that's going on, or... Just going with the theme of the movie, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Maybe I'll read the manga. I don't know. <laughs> uh i thought uh something that when i when i let go i found it very humorous but at the beginning i found it very very freaking annoying mm-hmm. is finding out who ichi really was it wasn't kakahari and yeah. that's who you think it is when we first started this the the guy with the blonde hair and the scars i thought that was ichi the killer no it's a guy wearing, uh, you know, like a like you said, a catcher's <laughs> uniform with a big one on the back. And mm-hmm. every time before he's going to slaughter some people, he cries. Yeah, he that, whines yeah, like a right. little kid. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just and, and like yeah. the whole thing. I'm just like, oh come on. And then again, Andy, I let it go and I said I'm going to stop following this. And then at, once I did, it was like a it was like a, a weight lifted off me, and I'm like, that's funny. So. And so okay, so that that whole the, go ahead. No, right. and and that brought it, brought it to the rooftop scene where he's gonna fight yeah. Kakahari, and Kakahari's so annoyed he puts those he puts those knives in his ears so he doesn't have to listen that's to this. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, he, and I think he's so disappointed too yeah. because he was really looking forward to taking uh, some pain from from Ichi and not, and the guy is laying there sl- sobbing on the ground, you know. <laughs> Unable to do shot. anything to him. And there's this little kid that's kicking him because he yeah. killed his dad. <laughs> right. So, so I, yeah, it was that because, okay, so the reason I think he, I, I thought he was crying like that was because every time he killed someone, he had to go back to this place where he had witnessed this rape and done nothing about it when he was in grade school, which ostensibly never happened. Exactly. So is that why he was crying? Because he was going back to this place in his childhood where he'd been very, he'd felt all sorts of conflicting emotions. You know, there was like this uh, feeling of helplessness and feeling of shame and then like some arousal too. Yeah, that's that he right. Had. Yeah, and he, like felt, he's, he felt, yeah. Because he was actually, he was actually a killer. Right. I mean, yeah, and, and, and that's and what this, he said. That's what this, the guy said, right? He killed guy his parents, kind of played right? this father figure to him and kind of programmed him, like mm-hmm. just kind of brainwashed him into thinking, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to have to keep reliving this. Right. So, you know, he was actually a killer. And, you know, there was phone calls made by this guy, the, the father figure guy. And he's like, well, if you don't do this, you right. know, you know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And right. He's so like, I, think, I don't want to kill people. Yeah. And it starts his whining. But then, you know, at the end, he's just laying there, just whining his head off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I guess maybe you could make that a comment on the, you know, take a look at him versus RoboCop. RoboCop is not going to be bawling while he kills criminals, you know? <laughs> so maybe there's, he's, uh, Takashi Miike is trying to say something there about, uh, like, uh, having some hero that's not this, I don't know, enjoys killing bad guys and is always good at it or something. I don't know. I, I really didn't understand the movie very well. I didn't either. 
<laughs> I, I, and again, it's, it's a, I, I want to say it's like two hours and four minutes long. Mm-hmm. So you're basically just sitting here going like, I would say if you're going to watch this movie, have zero expectations. Yeah. Go, don't go in looking for a plot because there are so many. They they tried it. They tried to do plots, yeah. but if you just let your mind go and just go enjoy the ride. I think you'll have a lot better time than Andy and I did because we look at these movies and you're trying to get something out of it and right. I got nothing. Yeah, that's exactly the way I felt. And maybe it's one of these that you have to see a couple of times and really kind of uh, get into to, to understand what's going on. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again and get something yeah. else out of it. But like I said, when yeah. I first watched it a decade ago, I watched it purely for the violence because yeah. I heard it was a cult classic. You know, it was a Takashi Miike movie and let's watch this thing. Yeah. You know, I had watched Audition, so Audition to me was like, whoa, this yeah. is cool. But then, you know, he's got this gory one, this cult classic gory movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool. But then, like, going back to it because we're doing the podcast, I'm just like, no, no. I, I enjoyed myself uh, <laughs> last quarter of the movie, but that was about it. Right. So what do you give it? Oh, boy. It's really tough to say this, but because it was all over the map and it was cartoony and there was just some stuff that was really unnecessary and hard for me to figure out, I'm giving it a one and a half. Okay. I actually, so I felt like you recommended, like you wanted me to watch this and you were excited about me watching it. I was because I know you like gory movies. So, so That's the only reason. After I got done, I'm like, what the heck? hell did you want me to watch is this you actually like this movie so, you made me watch mandy so okay. that's true i did yeah okay so i give it two stars okay i, I think it's really stylistic like takashi like even the opening credits are cool as hell you know like oh, that, yeah. that gear sprocket and stuff that's spinning and yeah. even though they i don't know spin up out of what he did on the plant but anyway uh, it's a really slick movie if you're a fan of yakuza movies uh you might like it um but yeah, the violence is cartoony, not that impactful in 2019. There's a lot better Japanese action movies, a lot better Japanese horror movies. Oh, and and just, yeah. you know, if what he was really trying to do is make some comment on violence, I think there's much better movies that are a comment on violence in film, too. So Agreed. I give it two stars. It's it's yeah, definitely think, something interesting to check out. I think you're you're being very. I'm not discouraging people to to not watch it for no, any other reason. I wouldn't reason. say don't it, watch it. But. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean. It's a fun watch if you just want to watch a violent, gory movie. Sure. But that's about it. Hey, coming up uh, Monday. Oh, my goodness. We are only six days away from episode yeah. 25. Can you believe we started back in March on this? No, that's crazy. So yeah. episode number 25 is coming up. We're going to be talking about best of the worst. Very excited because our, our executive producer, Andrew, over here uh, <laughs> was able to book Rob from Straight Chillin' Podcast. Right. If you get a chance, check out their podcast. Uh, all formats and you can check him out straightchillingpodcast.com he is going to be in here i think he's like the expert of these movies that oh, you, that are that that have some sort of art to it because to me a bad movie or a bad horror movie that that gets a huge following becomes a cult classic because mm-hmm. no matter how bad they are people will still love the movie yeah. so no he's really great at seeing you know taking a movie that most people would throw away and really seeing, seeing the art, the art in, it. in it absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah. I, and that's we mean that rob if you're listening to this we mean that with the utmost uh, uh respect because you really do he really does he, does. he, he does looks at these job. movies yeah. and just says you know, there is some brilliance <laughs> to this. something and, here, yep. And that's Absolutely. fantastic. And I, I think as we go along with this, maybe I'm starting to notice that kind of stuff, which is scaring the hell out of me. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you on Monday. Everybody have a good rest of the week.